Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Being on stage feels like someone else, but also more yourself than you've ever felt. This feels like getting to live in your imagination. Seeing everyone again brought back so many memories. Being able to be in the show will be one of the greatest treasures of my life. Hello and welcome back to your favorite Patreon-only podcast. It's Patreon with Cheese, and as always, I am joined by the incredible, the wonderful, my favorite video editor in the entire world, Elizabeth Eston. Yeah. Yes, I am back again. Yes, you didn't disappear on us quite so quickly this time. No, the mono hasn't killed me yet. <clears throat> yet. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I keep drinking ice water to make sure it doesn't kill. Me. Okay, good. We want to make sure to stay hydrated, drink a lot of water. Um, and we're back at you with our encore recap. Um, we're at episode two which is the Beauty and the Beast episode with Adam Wachter and Brittany K. Taylor and a bunch of other people. And Susan Egan, who popped in for a bit. Hell yeah, Meg's here. <laughs> yes. Um, what do you think of this episode? I liked it. It was slightly less sentimental than the first one. It was a little bit more regular, like... Uh... Uh, what you would expect from a reality show. Yeah, like, there's there's actually, like, drama in it with um the Beast and the chick who played the uh, wardrobe, like, not yep. talking anymore because of a bad breakup. Which, As you do. Yeah, which is, like, the ultimate fear of the, that high school couple. It's like, you go to college and then you don't talk to each other and then... Pfft. Yeah, I will say, like, I'm still friends with all of my exes. Um, In fact, two of my high school exes worked on my last film, so... Along with my current girlfriend. We're all buds. We're all it's, friends. It's, it's good to be friends with your exes. Um, it will pay off in the long run because you'll will. lose out on a friend that knows a lot about you. That's true. They do know a lot about you. Yeah. I didn't mind it, this episode at times. It was solid. Adam Wachter, as always, is incredible in it. Adam Wachter is so sassy. He has brought up the sass factor 15% of this episode. He really has. He Because he's just like, the singing isn't great. And he never says it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> he likes what he likes. I would not want to be instructed by Adam Wachter. Um, not because I don't think he'd do a good job, but just because I would be so afraid of disappointing him. And I know I would. Yeah, you know, I would. No, if I... Disappointing him, be like, making him happy would be like the greatest accomplishment. But like, making him sad would make would break my heart. I'm just like, no. I didn't yes. do it and I cannot sing so I had an old roommate where I would like sometimes like sing as a joke just like there's a key you have to find it and I'm like I'm not trying to find it let me have fun I agree um but full disclosure um Brittany K. Taylor who is basically framed as the main character of this episode um and villain so to say yeah, she's a villain um, it's so weird it is. Um, she's a very sweet person in real life. She, I interviewed her on Musicals with Cheese a thousand years ago. Um, very, very sweet person in real life. And she gave me some tidbits on how the show is created, where it seemed like they were trying to make a narrative out of every episode. And she's like, anything I could do to fit that narrative, I did. And just because I know that any screen time was better than none at all. So I leaned into it probably a bit more than I would in real life. Yeah. Which I was like, I can feel that. I can see why that would be attractive. Um, but she also comes off as a person that's going to always shoot her shot. Yeah, no, she seems like she's always going for it. And I honestly respect that. Like, the first thing we see her do is sing a terrible song about dairy. So. 
<laughs> um, she does that now. Like, and she even got Susan Egan in on her animated shows. Hell yeah, love that. Shoot your shot. Shoot um, your shot, people. Go for it. Framed in this show as jealous that she didn't get the lead in her production, and still a little salty that she's not given the lead in this new production um, where she's stuck as Mrs. Potts. Yeah, and then Susan Egan's like the Susan, like the Mrs. Potts is the best character, and I kind of I really like Mrs. Potts. I always like Mrs. Potts. So it's Angela Lansbury. It's Angela Lansbury. Like you can't hate her. Also, she's just she just wants to she's just a mom. She wants to be the mom. It's like Sandy on the Great British Baking Show. Like mm-hmm. she's the mom of the clan. She's always there to help. And just because you're not the lead, I I have this very big opinion, and I believe this. The lead is never the most fun character in any story, most yes. of the time. It's always, like, the second or tertiary that really can steal a show. Oh, yeah. Like, with um The Good Place, like, Eleanor Shellstrop is a great character. Yes. But Jason Mendoza has the best quotes of all time. Um, And you know who really is blew up from that show? Uh, Tahani. Yeah, Tahani. She's amazing. Like, there's a video online that Vulture made while the show was airing. Uh, that's like every celebrity, every celebrity name drop Tahani has said on The Good Place, and it's like five minutes long, and it's honestly iconic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's had her own career. Um, I forget Jamila Jamila. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. yeah. I think you did. Uh, and she also runs um, she- an Instagram account about um body positivity body positivity which is very good i follow it. someone that has suffered from like bd um and continues to it's great i love it um i didn't have a shame spiral earlier this week <laughs> um it oh, no. is very good information to be putting out there <laughs> yeah. no i've oh no i've always been self-conscious about my body so it's very good to like okay i i, I look cool i'm good and Having a platform and using it for good is important, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely, yeah. If you have a platform, you should do good things with it. You should preach. Yes. You should preach causes, and you should have an opinion and not just stand off to the side and out of fear that you might get in trouble. Yeah, or accept other people's opinions as your opinion to go with the crowd. Yeah. Yep. But, yep. 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 Like, yep. This yep. is um, my opinion. That's... Have an opinion and stand by it, or else what's the point of having a platform in the first place? Yeah, like right after, I mean, in my on my Facebook, right after Brett Kavanaugh got confirmed, I wrote like a three paragraph Facebook post about how angry I was. I mean, look at Andrew after his situation, he put that t- tweet out there. Immediately, anti-vaxxers started coming after him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh God, I didn't know and his that. Replies. I retweet. It's so I didn't. Up. I didn't look at the replies. I just retweeted it immediately because I'm like, yes, 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 yes to all of this. Get vaccinated. Yeah, he's like, he he he, he like messaged me. Like, he's like, I- I'm gonna fucking lose. <laughs> oh no, Andrew. <laughs> Like not in like the like I'm gonna have a mental breakdown. He's like I'm gonna fucking like strangle people through the computer, man. Andrew, you're most definitely not listening to this, but like I'm sending you all the support. (laughs) I'm sending you all the support, man. (laughs) You're definitely not listening to Uh, this. He is definitely, (laughs) and I respect that. Anytime I send him like even one of your videos, he's like, "This is very good." I hate watching these because I'm also either worried that I was never funny to begin with, or I'll never be this funny again. I, I can't confirm Andrew is always funny because I put way too much of him in it almost every time. Yeah. <laughs> so but he is. He is like the so. funniest human being. This show doesn't exist without no, him. I Andrew's I like Andrew made the marrying the baby joke fifteen times in that Mama Mia live stream. <laughs> I only cut half of them. I should have cut like three quarters. <laughs> I cut only half of them. <laughs> you have regrets. We all have regrets. I, I might, that video is probably a hair too long in retrospect, but you know, I don't care. 
I think it's perfect length. I I, yeah. I, I watched it that video because it brings brings. I rewatched it recently in the middle of editing just to remind myself to like how I edited fun. from the past. I do that sometimes because I have self confidence issues sometimes while I'm working. It's great. I love it. I love it. And I'm like, oh, I am good at this. Cool. I am kind of. Funny. You are great at this. I am kind I of funny sometimes, even when I put a PNG of Ben Shapiro in a video. <laughs> I feel like a PNG of Ben Shapiro at the right moment is literally funnier than anything in the world. Good old Ben Shapiro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, this episode is, it was interesting. It felt way more scripted at times. Yes. It felt like there are scenes the producers wanted and they put them in. Like when the teacher was talking to the football player and the, um, who plays the beast and then the wardrobe, mm -hmm. Jacob plays a wardrobe in like those random spots just to talk about their like past relationship. It's like, okay, this feels scripted. It, it didn't feel scripted. It definitely felt arranged. Yeah. I, like scripted isn't quite the right word. Yeah. It felt a little too neat. It felt like the um, producers were like, go sit in the theater where no one's in it and talk about your ex-girlfriend, please. Which is fine. TV needs to have conflict. And if yeah. you can see a conflict, maybe string up. That's fine. Um, but from what I get from Brittany, they did it a lot more than you'd expect. Yeah. And it, a lot of it is sneaky. Yeah. And I'm sure your average viewer of this show will not notice these things. Yeah. Like, we are people that basically went to film school. So <laughs> Basically did go to film school. <laughs> I You went to film school. I technically did, but I didn't study film. I studied, like, how to make commercials and stuff. Uh, but I was surrounded by like film school people so like I learned all the principles and stuff so I know how things are made and I can overthink to high hell how anything is made so like I know RuPaul rigs drag race in every turn because he has to for entertainment purposes you need to have the people watching be entertained yeah. and there's like arcs that they try to really nail like the beast getting his lines wrong and then yeah that was that was fine i think because there's a the setup was organic for that yeah it's like it happened in 2007 2008 yeah this wasn't as long ago as 1996 yeah like, this, this was a like... 10 year gap so these people were like our age yeah, so I kind of get why the relationship would still be, like, a little more fraught. Yeah, like, in the first episode, there were exes, but they had both married and had kids at that point, so it was like... Okay. And they were, like, cool with each other? Yeah, they they were friendly the whole time, so it was like, okay, they've had, like, 20 years of, like, working through it, so, and separation and moving on, and they only had 10 years. Which, as we know now, isn't as long as it seems. No. <laughs> Ah, uh, death! Death is ringing at our door, Liz. It really is. No, I, I, I still like I graduate like every year. I post I graduate college. I have more, more of an existential crisis. So I'm like, oh my god, it's been three years. It's been a lot of years, almost. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, it's been three um, next years. Next year since will I be. Yeah. Next year will be ten year or no? How many years this? Two years from now will be my 10-year graduation from high school. I don't like that. Uh, four years from now will be my 10-year graduation from high school. Oh, God. It's so. creeping up on us. It really Are you going to go to your 10-year reunion? Are you going to cry and meet with your exes and have a really <laughs> weird one-on-one -on -one with them? The only ex I ever had was of the grade ahead of me, so no. <laughs> okay. But... Um, no, I've talked to him and I actually unfriended him on Facebook a few years ago as a cleanse of my friend list, so... <laughs> Oh, did he like become alt right or something? No, it was a more like a like a moving on from my high school stuff. 
So that's fair. I I'm, I was cordial with him to the end. So I just we just don't talk anymore. Um, but last time I checked, he had a girlfriend. So good for him. And we had been dating. They've been dating for the amount of time me and my significant other had been dating. So you found you you found the ones you were meant to be with. You yes. found the situation you were meant to be in. And all I had to do was go on Tinder. <sighs> yeah. Um. <sighs> don't get, Tinder sucks, guys. Don't you? Don't do it. <laughs> I won't, hopefully. Yeah, I, I hope. I hope. Knock, knock on the desk. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've all... See, I've been in a relationship since right before I was able to do dating apps. So it was never a thing I've had in my life. So I was always like, I want to give it a try once. Just once. <laughs> Just see what it's like. <laughs> so my girlfriend's sister um, does it quite often. So I'll just take her phone and then just do the Tinder thing for a few hours. Just swipe, see how it feels. Yeah, see how it feels, and then, like, message a couple of them. I mean, you're just being a wingman. It's nice. Yeah, it was fun, uh, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, no, especially when you're a But woman. I was being a, a very attractive woman at the time and yes. not being who I am. <laughs> Let me, I, I have horror stories of the things I've been messaged on Tinder. It's amazing. What's your worst? What's the worst thing? I have a screenshot of it. It's an entire conversation. I could read it out loud. I mean, what else are we going to be doing? Come that's on. true. Come that, on. That's true. I, I have to look, though, so we're probably going to have to talk about other stuff while I look on my that's phone. That's fine. While she's looking at that, I'm going to talk about um, how Brittany K. Taylor is that famous Cinderella uh, falling down thing. Um, where she cracked her fucking skull open. We talked about this a little bit in our bloopers episode of Musicals with Cheese with me and Bree and Andrew. And my God, that looks like it really fucking hurt. Oh my like, God. Like they play it a bunch in this episode and it looks like it's painful. Oh yeah. Also, good news. I found it quick, quicker than I thought. <laughs> Hell yeah. What okay. do we got? What's the worst okay. t- Tinder exchange? Okay, so this is with a man named Brian. Oh, that's a bad that's um, a bad start. And for context, I went to Ithaca College. And oh. Ithaca College is in the same vicinity as Cornell University. They're like that makes a few sense. miles yes. away from each other. It's in the same city. Um, also, I was really mad because the mall had a Cornell store of Cornell merch. They didn't have any Ithaca College merch. <sighs> it was bullshit. It was bullshit. Ithaca College representation is important. But anyway, so going on Tinder is a horror story because you get Ithaca College students and Cornell frat bros. You get a mix of both. And it's really hard to gauge who's a frat bro and who's not. I did not gauge correctly this time. So here we go. Let's go. Here's Let's how go. he starts. War- trigger warning. Weirdly sexual. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do this trigger warning if you want to skip ahead a bit feel free okay here's the first thing he sent me i want to have dominating anal sex with you where i fulfill my fantasies and make you mine thumbs up or thumbs down question mark what'd you reply with i uh replied with a gif of louis ck going nope this is back before he got canceled for context this is like 2016 so and then here's what he replied with. So then a nice low-key blowjob that hits the back of your throat and gives you a satis- satisfaction that you can just barely fit the whole thing in without gagging. And Let's then- pause for a moment. <laughs> Let's pause there. I don't think any woman has described a blowjob as satisfying. <laughs> I don't think any... It's a thing that we do. Um, it's not like, man, that was a satisfying boba tea I had there. Yeah. No. I won't get into detail, but yes, can't confirm. It's not the mo- no, it's never. It's never the most satisfying. <laughs> it's like a thing we have to do. It's like taking out the trash, you know? No one's going to describe that as a satisfying fucking experience. So then I replied Continue. with a gif of um, 
Mark Christopher Lawrence from Pushing Daisies, one of the best shows of all time that got canceled too fast, going, oh, oh, hell no. <laughs> and then I did not screenshot, this did not get make the screenshot, but I remember it vividly. He then replied with, hold hands and cuddle? You know what? He got that. <laughs> Brian, that reads like a punchline. It reads like a punchline. This is a real experience I had. Um, Yeah. So Brian got there in the end. Um, which is good for him. And then three, a few weeks later, I matched with my boyfriend and everything was fine. <laughs> what did he start with? Uh, he said, uh, like, you look cute. Do you do the TV station? Oh, it, that's nice. The local, like the co- university TV station. One of my photos was me at the master control board. So, and then you were like, yes, thank you. And then yes. he replied, I want to have done <laughs> sex with you. <laughs> no, we had a real conversation. Okay. He, he 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 started right, and then he went right into yeah. the dominating anal sex. And that's why we're dating. No. No, we, like, talk that like... That was what Brian did wrong. No, we talk like people for a few hours, but he messaged me asking me for my number, but unfortunately for him, it was right before I went to class. It was, like, a minute before I had to go to class, so... For an hour, he didn't think I want. I, I he didn't think I wanted to exchange numbers, and I was no in the front kid. row of the class, so I couldn't even sneak it. I was just like, "Here's my number." So when I went to lunch, I'm like, "Oh, here's my number." Sorry, I was in class. So and then he mm. talked like a regular person to me for a week, and I was like, "Dude, what do you want from me? Do you just want to? Do you want to go dominating anal sex? Do you want to do that thing that Brian <laughs> sent me?" And he's like. <laughs> And then he replied with, I just want to get to know you. And it was like, you're not a real fucking person. I need to meet you right fucking now. And That's he, beautiful. And man. turns out he was a real fucking person. And we're still dating. So, But I will cap this Tinder thing off with a, the best pickup line I've ever received that I will did not reply to because I was in Pennsylvania at the time and I could not meet him. So Okay. Being British, there's another important Elizabeth in my life. So I hope you know you'll all, always be secondary to her. That's hilarious. <laughs> Best message I've received, and I couldn't even. Respond. Is that from Prince Charles? <laughs> no, nah, his name was James. Damn. I wish it was Prince Charles. It'd be funny as fuck. <laughs> like cheating on Camillo with another. <laughs> There's a thrill in the Manila, thrill of Manila with Diana and Camillo. Just saying. <laughs> I, uh, uh. <laughs> um, also, for context, right, back... the day we're recording this is the day the Diana episode came out, so that's why yes. it's on our minds. <laughs> Yes, Diana is always going to be on our minds forever and ever yeah, until and we die. And listen to the Diana episode. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but it's, I'm sure it's amazing. It, it might be one of my favorite review segments. Hell yeah. Because well, there was no critic reviews when we recorded it. Be- so we went to good old Letterboxd, and yes, man, Letterboxd. there's some fucking insane people on that website. I'm on it, so I get it, so... I love it. I, I love that that's what previews has become. Um, Letterboxd. A quiz of... Well, I read the review and they have to guess whether it's a positive or negative review. And I it's think it's really probably hard my to favorite gauge on thing. I've written reviews on Letterbox that you can't even gauge whether they're positive or negative and just like burn it. It could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the Beauty and the Beast episode before we wrap this up. The MVP is obviously the young woman that's playing Belle. Like, obviously. She's really, really... The the one there with like the real good talent. Like oh, She yeah. could have been something if she didn't have a kid. Yeah, at that moment where Susan Egan like talks her through that song, it's like, honestly, yes. like emo- it made me emotional. It was like, okay, this is actually like really good. This is why mentorship is very important. Yes. And another... I'm going to go on a rant here. 
Mentorship is something I value very highly. It is something I do a lot in my life. And I see a lot of men take advantage of mentorship and use it as a way to take advantage of young people and both sexual and non-sexual ways, um, especially like the Alice Ripley situation and a lot of other things like that. And it makes me sick to my fucking stomach. Um, and it makes me very weary about who I help and who I invite in for very similar reasons. And I don't know. It's seeing it there really made me emotional too, and made me think about like how important that is in my has been in my life, and how important it is in other people's lives, and how to tread that in the future to make sure that it stays as mentorship and not as the uncomfortable levels of Alice Ripley's nonsense. Yes, hundred percent. Also, Alice Ripley, go away. <laughs> please, please. Your voice wasn't even that good to begin with. Yeah, no, I didn't even like Next Norm that much. <laughs> What? You don't like it? She wanted to fuck her son! Oh no. I mean, his son, her son was made by Aaron Tveit. Who wouldn't want to fuck him? I'd fuck my son if he was Aaron Tveit. Yeah, nope. my son was Aaron Tveit. Nope. I'd fuck him. I was like, man, I made this. Good on me. Yeah, good job, me. <laughs> good job, my genetics. There's those weird TikToks where you see, like, the girlfriends is like my ex's my ex mother-in-law definitely wanted to fuck her son and was jealous that i got to you've seen that one right i i don't go on tiktok enough last time i went on tiktok was to stalk angeloid weber so but basically she's like yeah my mother-in-law basically went up to me and said she was so jealous that you got to have sex with my son and like it must have been great and i'm like Okay, okay. And then made him break up with her because she thought he was replacing his mother with his new girlfriend in her life. And I'm like, there's like 900 red, red flags here. Oh my god. That's terrible. I don't know what it it is about TikTok, but it's making me feel closer to the rest of the world, and the rest of the world is fucking insane. <laughs> the, world is, the world is insane, and TikTok shows us that. I mean, I saw Angela Weber dance to WAP for 10 seconds, like, two days ago, and I'm just like, oh, this has changed my life. Andrew Lloyd Webber is very, very in tune with what the kids are into, and I respect that. He really is. His dog training TikToks are iconic, though. He is a well-intentioned man he who does. did a lot of bad things. Yeah, also also every dog training TikTok has hound dog behind it, and it's like, oh my god, Andrew Lloyd Webber, you're such an old man, but I love you. <laughs> do what you do. I respect you. Do what you do. Yeah. But, you know, maybe be nicer to women. Yeah, please just be nicer to women. Uh... Protect Sierra Bogus. We need to protect Sierra Bogus. Um, Sierra Bogus has nothing but nice things to say about him. So maybe yeah. it's just something that was a younger man's game for him. Where yeah. he's like, ah, Patty LaPone, let's treat her like shit. Don't treat Patty LaPone like shit. She'll kill you. <laughs> Basically. Patty LaPone will murder you in your sleep if you say one, like, if you insult her. <laughs> if she, there's a camera in the audience. <laughs> there's a camera in the audience. That camera operator's gonna die. <laughs> Stop taking pictures. Who do you think you are? Patty LaPone has a steak knife in her costume like Michael Myers and is ready to fucking go. Uh, the best part about COVID was Patty LaPone's weird videos that she occasionally uploaded of her just showing off her house. Patty LaPone uploading those videos on Twitter was a gift. Just like, well, she didn't post them on TikTok, she posted them on Twitter. Just like yeah. the most awkward place to upload videos. It's just like, thank you, Hello, Patty. I'm Patty LaPone. This is my pinball machine. This is my bong. And then Manny Patinkin also trying to just like post videos on Twitter. Just but his life. That's, con that's connected um, because last year during the election, um, Manny Patinkin released a song called Three People, um, where you have to uh, go out and convince three people to go out and vote or register to vote. Um, 
and a lot of people joined in, Stephen Colbert and all that, but Manny Patinkin did it, and it was a song written by one Adam Wachter. <laughs> yes, Adam Wachter. It's all connected. I th- I, it is. I wish that was a song, I wish that song was a spinoff of Two Ladies, but you know, that's fine that it actually was a good cause. <laughs> Yeah, Adam Wachter is probably one of the most underrated songwriters, and I feel bad that most people only know him from Encore, because his musical yeah. Terrytown is probably one of the best musicals I've ever listened to. I'll check it out. I legit it's never... a good Halloween musical. I've legit never heard of it till right now. <laughs> it's his modern interpretation of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's very Ooh. good. Jeremy Jordan, um, Krista Rodriguez, and... Ooh, that's a good cast. Michael Arden's boyfriend that I can't remember the name of... He doesn't have it. But name. it was direct. He does. His name it, is Michael Arden's boyfriend. <laughs> Michael Arden directed the production. Uh-huh. Um, it's a very, very, very good musical. Good to know. I am very behind on most musicals, so I need to make a list. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I send you a lot of people. You should listen to this, Liz. You yeah. This. I should probably just make a document at this point because I'm losing track. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, no, it's no, it's okay. I'm just very behind. I listen. I don't listen to music that much due to my profession right. of choice. So everyone's like, "Have you listened to this album? Have you listened to this musical?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't. I only listened to Bad Cinderella because I had nothing better to do, and it was out, and it was on Twitter, and I wanted to see how bad it was." It was a bad Cinderella. It was a really bad Cinderella, and she just she just needs to go back on Tumblr and talk about how she eats chicken nuggets and farts. Does she? Is that what? What's her name? Celia. Uh, the Carrie Hope Fletcher? That's her, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the classic Tumblr, I'm not like other girls thing, where it's just like... I eat chicken nuggets and fart? I eat chicken nuggets, I fart, I don't go out to clubs, I don't drink wine, I drink beer, like, I don't dress girly, I wear t-shirts, I burp all the time. She wears short shorts, I wear t-shirts, yes, she's that. cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Except you think you're better than everyone else because you fart and eat chicken nuggets and everyone else like wears dresses and stuff and is a girl. You know, that's like the least feminist bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah, no, it's very unfeminist and I went through a mild phase of it back in middle school. Mac, I'm very past it now. Feminism is very, like, it's very nuanced discussion. All women are valid. Yeah. All women, trans women included, except for TERFs. TERFs can go. Yeah, TERFs can die. TERFs can go fuck off. Like, all trans women are women. Like, I will Mm -hmm. die in that fucking hill. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Uh, No, but no, it's like the class. Oh, she wears a flannel in that musical. I mean, she looks just like you, right? Yeah, but. She's got a flannel on. No, she's wearing a green flannel. (laughs) Oh, oh. No, also, she's wearing a black dress, so she's, like, all, like, period accurate and shit even though she's wearing a flannel I mean, that musical's very bad but i'm just very behind on musicals in general like i was looking through all the episodes of um encore for the rest of it and i don't know any of the songs from about eight of them so i gotta do some research what? <laughs> um, never you've listened you've listened to oklahoma you've listened to sound of music i listen to oklahoma i listen to sound of music i don't know i've never heard a single song from ragtime i Never heard, I only heard that one song from Annie Get Your Gun that everyone knows. Everyone, you can do all I can do better. That one is parodied by everyone and their uncle on YouTube. So, like, I know that one. Oh, fuck, what else? Guys and Dolls? Don't even know it. That's fair. I do not know classic musicals. (laughs) Well, you should get your education this month. Yes, I'm I'm going to be very educated. Also, I'll be doing research offline, so... Yeah, no Andrew Lloyd Webber pieces here. Um, Very weird. I thought. I guess. I guess a high school couldn't really do Phantom. Yeah, I mean they could have done Superstar, but like yeah. they have Godspell in here. Yeah. Oh, they do have Godspell. I don't know anything from that either. 
It's um, another one. It's a good musical. And if I remember, that was like the best one. Um, that was the best production. Yeah. No, I know the Godspell poster. Mm-hmm. But no, they did. That was an all black production. Um, oh. So they really leaned into that aspect of it. And it therefore, I black people are just innately better than white people at most things. Um, so so they can like, they are um, in general, so they can like actually sing and dance without like the weird white people like, out of tune. Like yeah. they sound good. They they got their shit together. Let's face it. And I, most white people don't have rhythm. They don't. We don't. We don't have rhythm. We can't fucking dance. Unless we went to like dance classes and learned rhythm. But I don't have rhythm. I can do the Cotton Eye Joe, but like everyone can. Um, I I can do a box step. I can't do that. I did stage group. I didn't learn to dance. I learned to make a side of a building. The frame of All the right. side of a building. That's fair. That- what is your overall thoughts on this episode and your cheese rating, Liz? Uh, it's it's good. Uh, it's a little bit producery. Yeah. Like I felt producer breathing. Um, but I didn't hate it. I think Britney's Britney's great. I she's fun. Britney's a lot of fun. She's a little villainy, but I think at the end she gets a little bit of a redemption arc where she's just like, "You're doing so good," to the chicken playing bell. And um. <laughs> I don't know. That was also forced, but like at least she had it for your for your layman watching, not us who over intellectualize basically. We all are intellectualize and ruin everything. Our our brain yeah, our brains are turned on to overthink everything we watch, even if it's just for fun. So Yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, I don't know. It, it's solid. I think the first one's a little better. It felt more organic. Yeah. But I think this one is fine. Like I don't it, like it's it's a good watch if you want to watch the whole shit. You should watch the whole series. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet, so maybe I'll take back those words, but you know. <laughs> it's a fun watch. I yeah. think it was much more fun to watch weekly as like a thing like, oh, this is how I'm gonna end my week. Oh, that was charming. Yeah. As opposed to like binging it. Yeah. Or... It's not a bingeable show. No, it's a little schmaltzy. It's a little schmaltzy at times, which uh it's very mm. Disney to say that. It's very Disney. Yeah. I hope they do a season two. Um I really do. I hope um, so but too. COVID kind of put a wrench into original plans, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see if they can work something out. <laughs> I mean a lot of shows are coming back with COVID restrictions and everything, but you know, COVID fucks up a lot of stuff. It's hard to figure stuff out. COVID is hard on this on the production industry. It was really hard. It really is. Like on my profession, it's really not that bad because I just sit in a room and I'm by myself. So yeah, no one really cares. I mean, fuck production in general is just rough with their striking and near murders and oh, all yeah. that. Fuck me. Oh god, the 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 rust situation. Oh god. Um, heartbreaking yeah and a lot of my friends worked with her and she was very very good like it's like one of the few situations where it's like i'm good at like hearing jokes that even i don't find funny but i'm like it's a joke hearing jokes about that situation really really uh it it offends me to my soul (laughs) agreed agreed you should not joke about that a woman died like a young yeah. woman whose her career was just starting. Like, she was so good, though. Yeah. She was so fucking good. Yeah. I only heard good things about her from people that work with her online. It was just, like, heartbreaking. But her actual work work is incredible, yeah. too. Yeah, I gotta check. I, got, I haven't actually looked into it, but I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna watch some of it. It's like, do my research. Um, mm-hmm. 
no. Yeah, um, yeah. the guy that gaffed Luchika, uh, the opera film I made two years ago, also gaffed her um, a film with her in Kalamazoo last year. Oh, nice. Um, so he, he was telling me all about his experience there. Oh, wow. Yeah, really fucking sad. Really sad. But okay, so my cheese rating, I'm going to give it um, those uh, mozzarella sticks that you uh, take shreds out of. Um yeah. Like that you, you ate when you were a kid. The, the like strippy one. Yeah, this yeah, the string cheese. It's string cheese. That that's, that's what it. it's called. It's I was called. looking for string I got with strippy yeah. ones. Yeah, that's... no, string cheese. Yeah, I'm gonna give it string cheese. Um and I'm gonna give it um Swiss cheese. Because you know, I love Swiss cheese. Just want more of it. I wish there weren't those holes in it. Yeah. Too many holes. Ah, that was clever. Alright, <laughs> that's all for this week on Patreon with Cheese. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Being able to be in this show will be one of the greatest treasures of my life. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.